0: Aha, you thought we were done with television we're not <laughs> we're still in october we're still in october and the shows are still coming out and the poor critic has been chained to his couch. I literally went in there and chained him to his couch and said, you're not leaving until you watch all these shows. Maybe not literally, and maybe I didn't do that, but in my mind, I think I did. (laughs) We're gonna finish some of these shows that um, most of them will be familiar to you, but there's one or two that could, maybe one, that's uh, a little new to you. We're gonna start it off with a very familiar uh, show on USA that really, when it launched, the world by storm i mean everybody was talking about this show season one and then it kind of teetered off a little bit season two but we're back with mr robot season three and is this guy talking to himself is he crazy is he i mean we're finding out some things and then some things are uh defunct or debunked rather um what what's going on here
1: well uh, You know, at the beginning of this season, he seems to have extricated himself from his father's ghost. Because that's Mm -hmm. his ulterior um, persona. Uh Uh-huh. So he's figured this out. He thinks that he's okay. But is he okay? We know he's not.
0: No,
1: no. Now, it's just like Fight Club in this way. (laughs) So, you know, his father's persona is played by Christian Slater. And the he in question is Elliot, played by Rami Malik. So, what we find out is that his father, that persona, has its own plan to bring down E Corp, which is Evil Corp in his brain. Um, so, you know, we can think of corporations like that in the real world. Uh, and he does have a tentative partnership, I guess, I guess we could say. Um, with uh, another entity that I won't even get into. And that entity has its own motivations, Hmm. okay? And some people have announced themselves as allies when we didn't know they were, and allies again to the father persona. Now, Elliot is trying to stop his father persona from accomplishing this task. And his sister is in his corner, But he does not know who's on what side, of course. Oh, dear. Now, unlike season two, we're no longer where he's hallucinating and in prison and Mm -hmm. he's not doing what he needs to be doing. Because this show works when he is actively trying to start something or stop something. So in this case, he's now back to actively trying to stop something and it is gripping. So Mm -hmm. I just hope that they've learned their lesson from season two. I know, look, they were feeling themselves after season one, they wanted to experiment. I understand, Sam Eshmael, I understand. But now it's time to get back to what we're about and hopefully that will continue from now on. So I will say this to end for Mr. Robot. If you didn't finish season two, just pick up season three. You won't have any more clarity than the rest of us. So you'll be fine. All
0: right. Netflix has a new show called Mind Hunter. And it's produced by some very there's some big wigs. Yeah. Uh, and it you can binge it. You can watch all of it. I think it's what 10 maybe?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: Mhm. So, tell us who's behind this. Tell us what's going on. Yes. Should we watch it?
1: Well, it is executive produced by David Fincher. I mean, I, do I even have to list what he's done? I just talked about one of his movies, of course, House of Cards for Netflix. Uh, just everything you can think of: Seven, Zodiac, Zodiac yeah. mm-hmm. Gone Girl, and it's also executive produced by Charlize Theron. Uh oh. Hmm. Hey. So this is based on the book by Johnny Douglas called "Mind Inside the FBI's Elite Serial Crime Unit," and this is in 1977. So this is the early days of of criminal psychology, criminal profiling at the FBI. And we have a young special agent played by Jonathan Groff. Uh, His name is Holden Ford, and he's in the behavioral science unit. He is a hostage negotiator. We see him transition from that to being essentially a professor of criminal psychology and profiling for the FBI. Now, this is not enough for him because he thinks he has a way to... Find what will eventually be called serial killers. Mm. So they don't even have that name for them yet at this time. And he finds uh, a mentor in uh, the character played by Holt McCallany, Bill mm. Tinch. Mm. And what they do is Bill's uh, job is to go around the country training a uh, cops essentially. And by doing that, they can actually start investigating their own things about these serial killers Mm. who they suspect are out there. So they have to do this on their own time because their boss ain't really feeling it. And of course, this causes tension because Holden just wants to focus on the serial killers, okay? So this is, if you saw uh, Manhunt Unabomber earlier, Mm -hmm. a a few months ago, this is in that world, um, but it's, before all of that we're seeing how this came to be uh is it as gripping as that well not as far as I haven't finished not as far as I've watched but if you're interested in this it's fine you just you'll just track them and go okay this is the early goings these are the early days let's see what they're thinking about so this is all about what's going on cerebrally it's not really a plot driven show. Gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm. TNT brings back good behavior starring yeah. Deb and Abby's Michelle yeah. Dockery oh. and she's a bad girl. Mm. <laughs> or is she? You know? She's oh, yes. she's sort of torn between oh, is she? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. She's a naughty girl and She's a con uh, artist. She's a con artist. She's a sex She's a drug well, yeah. I don't know if she does drugs or not but Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Good behavior. She's back, and people are eating it. Back.
1: They're loving it. Hey, you know, uh, Michelle plays Letty Reigns. We know from Letty. the first season she did not have custody of her son because of her previous exploits. Yes, as a drug user, her mother had custody of her son, who's black, by the way. And um, I say that because that's a part of the show. Mm-hmm. And we see in the first season how she gets custody. And in the second season, she promised to do something for an agent played by a well-known actress, mm-hmm. one of my favorites, oh yeah, a recent Emmy winner, Ann Dowd.
0: <laughs> You've been waiting for Ann Dowd to get her recognition. Like, I have. You know, Like you're her wins. husband or her cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: yes. Hey, Ann, how are you? Now. Call him. <laughs> now look. She fulfilled the agreement to the letter of the agreement but not the spirit because she was supposed to turn in a guy she met in first season, in the first season who's a hitman but he's a hitman with a heart of gold. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Oh boy. She was supposed to turn him in but she claimed that she doesn't know who- where he is. She did everything she could essentially. But we know that they're together. They're now on the run, in quotes. He's on the run, she's with them, but she's pretending not to be with him. Okay. And the son is with them. So they're trying to figure out how can they live together? How can they put the son in school? All of this <laughs> stuff is, is causing a problem. And how can they hide him? They have, uh, you know, different personalities, all that kind of stuff. It's like they're in their own witness protection program. Okay. And they were supposed to give up their vices, but can they? He's like, look, I gotta make some money for this lifestyle you wanna live. And she's like, look, I need some new clothes. So (laughs) that's good behavior. I think that it's picking up right where we left off from season one. If you like season one, you'll like season two. This is not something to take seriously. It's entertaining enough. And there we go, I'm enjoying it. Well, White Famous is a new show on Showtime Mm -hmm.
0: and it stars a very familiar SNL cast member and also a very familiar producer creator
1: yeah. huh and cast but, member
0: and oh cast member as well yeah
1: sometime I'll cast member
0: let you take it away
1: well uh it stars jay Farrow, as you're saying um he plays a comedian floyd mooney floyd? Who, you know he's well known he's not a megastar, but his agent wants him to be and in order to do that what they call it is you want to be quite famous You know, you don't want to be some mid-level comedian that all the Black people know. (laughs) You want to be famous like Jamie Foxx! Who's, uh, supposedly, this is loosely based on his story. Um, so, okay. Now, of course, he's not really feeling that. So we see him in the first episode meet with a director um, who was actually an actor from Togetherness, one of my favorite shows that was canceled. Mm -mm. He's a white guy. This is all about race. Okay, so he says some stuff and it gets crossed and Jay Farrow's character, you know, doesn't let anyone off the hook. He's confusing them. He goes for the jugular when it comes to race. That leads to a problem. He's not gonna be in this movie, which is starring Jamie Foxx, by the way. And his agent wants to quit on him, but can't. And then eventually it leads to him actually meeting Jamie Foxx on the set because I won't tell you how, he's going to be in this movie supposedly. Hmm. And when he meets Jamie Foxx, it is R-rated. I will say that, okay? So, here's the thing. If, If in the environment that we're in now, when it comes to race, everything, race is all over the place in all different forms. That's where we are, that's fine, good. But the question's gonna be, if you do another show about race, you have to tell us why are we watching this? It can't be a lukewarm version of that, that you're just trying to throw bombs at us to get our attention. Because that's really what happens. They're going for shock value, but it's not that shocking. It just is like, okay, you tried that. It didn't quite work. I mean, we are in the age of Atlanta. We're in the age of insecure. We're in the age of get out. We can watch these things. Yeah. So I cannot really recommend this because of those other options, unless you just can't get enough of being woke. Okay,
0: well, what rhymes with woke? Red Oaks on Amazon Prime. (laughs) Which is not woke at all, thank you. It's not woke at all. This is a comedy, folks. This is... This is. I feel like this is your indulgence. Yes. <laughs> so Red Oaks. It's nostalgic for you. It's. It's. You know what you described it as. I think. I think it's a. It's a man's comedy. It's like a boys. Like mm-hmm. something dudes would enjoy. I'm sure women do. But it's. It's definitely. Uh, a yeah. little more teetering towards your sex.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, if if you love the 80s and you're kind of geeky, you know, you're kind of awkward, or you like people who are. That's Red Oaks. You know, it's just like the Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds. You know, these are the things you think of when you're watching it. This is the final season, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, And in this season, we see our protagonist, David. He's always wanted to be a film director. He's now gotten his toe in the door as Mm a PA, a production assistant. Mm -hmm. Now, we know what that means. If you know the industry, you know that doesn't mean much. So he's there. He's a gopher. You know, his boss is a producer, doesn't even know his name. Uh, he's broken up with his girlfriend from the previous season. We, where is she? Okay, he, he can't find another girlfriend to be with, the poor guy. But his <laughs> best friend, who's decided to go to the university, mm. okay, he's doing really well. He has the girl of his dreams, and this is where you get, oh, any female will go, really, there's no way they would be together. <laughs> but they do kind of explain it. Like, you, you don't mind it, the way they explain it. So she just likes him because of his personality. <laughs> oh, boy. And she's actually about to become a dental hygienist. Oh, <laughs> okay. So she wants to buy a house. You know, it's this kind of thing. And he's doing very well in college. And there is a new professor. He's uh, in for the summer at Columbia University. And he has these brilliant insights into uh, literature. And this professor, a female, is taking an interest. What kind of interest is this? We don't quite know, and he's not sure yet, and you will watch and find out. Now, in this final season, it's six episodes, and I'll leave you with this. We know that Paul Reiser, his character, is in prison, but it's um, a vacation for him. (laughs) That's how he treats it. (laughs) So, and the country club might be sold. So Paul Reiser, who's the owner of this club, has got to figure out a way to keep the Japanese contingent from stealing it away, buying it, because they need to buy it, actually. They actually need to buy it, but anyway. Mm. And of course, his parents have their own saga I won't get into. So if you haven't watched Red Oaks, it's not a lot of episodes. It's only three seasons, a total of 26 episodes, half an hour each. You want your 80s fix. If you want to laugh, you just want to be transported, this is it.
0: All right, let's end this with the epic. Oh boy. Epic, epic return of mm. the epic show that everybody's goo mm. goo and gaga about, especially mm. after last season. Mm. We're talking about The Walking Dead on mm. AMC. Yeah. Listen, Negan, uh. everybody's like, he
1: needs to get his due. And the question is, does he? Well, th- that's what we'll find out in this eighth season. We know the war is on between Rick and company and Negan and company. Uh, in the first episode, they start off real weak. Uh-oh. And then they get strong. Okay? They start off. We know, You know what's going to happen. We've seen this in movies. We've seen this in TV shows. Any kind of war that's about to break off. You have the preparations. You have the leaders stand up and give their speech. That bores me. <laughs> I mean, we, we just ha- it's like, why am I even listening to this speech? I mean, this is how you start the episode. No. Started with them preparing. Started with them doing all of that. They finally got to it. And then we finally get to the first showdown between the two factions. Uh Uh-oh. And the question's this. Who can manipulate the environment to win? That includes not only knowledge of the environment itself, the locations, the buildings, where everything is, but also how you can use the zombies to your advantage. So we're going to see how this plays out through this season, and at the end of the first episode, which just aired, I just finished watching it. Mm-hmm. One of the characters, one of the the, I guess important people, I guess, for Rick, gets into the hands of Negan. Uh-oh. And this happens Checkmate. because. He- Yeah, and this happens because he's a complete idiot, so he deserves to be right where he is. I'm done with these stupid characters. He does something completely dumb, and I know that he's a priest and all of that. I don't care. God doesn't tell you to be stupid. And that's exactly what he was, and he is where he belongs. So we're going to find out what happens to him. Oh, well, I'm moving on. We'll see who wins in the end. So, uh, you know, for the first episode, I think they did what they needed to do. Thank you. Oh
0: boy now listen if you can stomach that you may be able to can stomach the actual episode because that was that was pretty rough We're not going to be done with TV anytime soon I know you will not be but please stay locked in with us we'll try our best to tell you why you should be watching it